Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast, where we go out and find some of the dopest DJs out there creating vibes everywhere they go. Today's guest, let's run the background down. She's a program music director of the new Praise Radio. She's also a radio personality, MC. She does voiceovers. She's also 2022's Spin Awards DJ of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, we have DJ Miss Eclectic. What's going on? Come on, introduction. That's the intro right there. I was like, who is that? Who are they talking about? (laughs) Yourself. How's everything? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a pleasure being with you. No, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you to reach out. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. So talk to me. You're from the Longhorn State, native of Texas. Yes. Yeah, man. Talk to me about the background, the music. When I think of Texas, I wasn't too big into gospel, but I don't know. I think of like UGK, Paul Wall, Chameleon. Arthur, Texas represented till I'm dead. I still rep UGK, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. So talk to me about the music that was coming out the crib. I mean, I've seen that your mom is a vocal minister of the music. So talk to me about the genres playing out the crib. Yeah, so I grew up listening to nothing but good music. Like my mom still is to this day. Like she's the minister of music at my home church. Shout out to St. Luke Baptist Church in San Antonio, Texas. But San Antonio, to just give a background, San Antonio doesn't have a lot of like our music. Tejano and all that, they killing it. Because okay. we're a little close to the border. So I mean, you Tejano, you kicking it. Like, I mean, don't give me, I love me some good Tejano. I love me some good salsa. We can jam out. But when it comes to African-American music, it's not really represented there. I mean, we have our artists, don't get me wrong, but we don't have anything like the UGKs, like Switch House and all that that came from Houston. You got rap a lot records. Houston has a lot of heritage when you get there. Even Dallas has some. But San Antonio, we just kind of took from different places. We took from Louisiana, from Houston, Florida, even like Miami Bay. We even took some little bit of Atlanta and we just kind of made it our own. So, but in San Antonio, oh man, in the house, man, growing up, I'm listening to Anita Baker cleaning up. I'm listening to Luther Vandross. I'm all old school, good music. And I'm also listening to gospel classics like the Clark sisters. Um, And we're just going back. We're going way back. So, I mean, it was just nothing but good music. I grew up on all good music. Shirley Caesar, all of it. Very, very dope. Now talk to me about the early teen years. I've seen... You won many talent shows. You were out there killing it. Talk to me about that experience, man. Especially, oh man, it was cool. Like, team was cool. Me and my cousin used to rap. Like, we were like, we only um, ten years old, but we some heartbreakers. We could like, it was like the old school. Like, we talking about eighties rap and giving my age okay. out. But still, like, we had a good time. Uh, we used to do like different, like Parks and Recs was really popular back in the day. We do like different Parks and Rec talent shows. We were also in a church drill team. They don't have church drill teams anymore. But shout out to the old school church drill teams. And our drill team had a drummer, so you couldn't tell us nothing. So we would take like all the old school songs, like Take No Diggity, and we make it a Christian song. We'd take like Mystical No Limit, and we make those Christian songs. So it was really cool. So that's really like my foundation right there. I and mean, it was fun winning talent shows, rapping, just having a good time doing something that I love. In high school, we won a high school talent show. I think I took, uh, what was the song? Oh, well, I can't really. You know, it was the Woof song by, what was it? Snoop Dogg joined No Limit. Okay. Okay. Uh... 
Woof, mother, woof. Oh, that, that one, Bow Wow. Yeah, that was the But I took it to make my, uh, I took it to make my, I took it like whatever our, what was our mascot? Rocket. So I'm like, woof, Justin yeah. Rockets, woof, Justin Rockets. We we jammed out. Couldn't tell me nothing. Mm, very dope. So you doing the talent shows. Did you see the future? Like when you were out there performing, did you know like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be doing this on a, on a different stage. I'm still going to pursue entertainment, but this is what I'm going to do. Did you see the, see your future? I think so. I think God has always spoke to me. I always knew I was a little different, uh-huh. touch too, but different. But I was like, Lord, I was like, I was like, I see something different, you know, in my future. Absolutely. I didn't know where it was going to take me because we even joined like a, well, our parents would let us sign a contract, but we were like associated with a label. It was a San Antonio uh-huh. label when we were young and all that. But I always knew it was in my heart and it was something that I wanted to do. I always knew that I had a love for music. Of course, it came from home. Like my mother's classically trained and all of that. I can't sing. I can hold a bold note. I don't be a good <laughs> alto, but I knew I couldn't sing. So I just knew I was like rapping, writing raps, that whole little genre, whatever. I was like, Lord, I don't know what it all it encompasses, but from what I see, I can see myself doing this. I really have a passion for this. Oh, very nice. Now talk to me about Welcome to the Pantherland, aka the Hill. Oh, the Pantherland. Oh, well, man, shout out to Prairie View AM University where they produce oh. productive people. Uh, the second oldest institution in the state of Texas. I like to throw out my, you know, shout out my HBCU. <laughs> but um, Prairie View was an excellent experience. Um, actually, this is the craziest thing. Like I rapped all through elementary, middle school, high school. Oh. Got to Prairie View. I was like, I'm focusing on education. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. we going in finance, accounting. I was like, leave all these childish things behind. That's what that was my mindset. It was crazy. Well, I don't know why I did this shift. <laughs> How come? You don't, you don't I don't know. know. In my mind, I was like, let's get this education. It was like a shift. It was really crazy. But I mean, I ended up still rapping. Like people somehow found out I rap. So I still started like rapping in the local church and uh, rapping for different people. I was like, well, how did y'all find out I rap? And so it's still, and I ended up joining a music fraternity. Shout out to Sigma Alpha E.O., the music fraternity for women. And um, oh, oh. that brought amazing activities. And so we actually charted on Prairie View Andam's campus, but we were founded in 1903. That was an awesome experience being just involved with all this. The sisterhood of musically inclined women was absolutely phenomenal. And that's actually where I met my group mate, Yvette, Yvette Harden. Uh, we actually knew her from San Antonio, but we actually met, met in Sigma Alpha Yoda. And then that, that birthed the group free, forever radical, edifying and exalting. And then we, it was great. Nah, that's super dope. All right. So you linking up with Yvette. Yeah. I don't think people understand it. It's like you gotta have a type of synergy to work. You have to another person. How did y'all connect? And when y'all first met, like, what was your impression of her? Well, Yvette was like, it was so funny. Like back in the day, Yvette was like this well-known cheerleader. So I didn't know her because San Antonio is a big city, but it's like six percent black. So you kind of have your you kind of have your ear in all the black activities. Wow. You know what's going on. So she went to like. <laughs> The east side high of San Antonio, they're gonna kill me if I say, but that's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but they were like well known for the band, Chili, and they were awesome. And she I just knew a vet about vet this chili that my cousin would talk about her all the time. So when I met her in college, I was like, you know, you like low-key a local celebrity, like everybody talks about you. But we can we were all were like we connected right off the bat. And she is a phenomenal writer. When I tell you somebody who can write, she can write music. She's a phenomenal writer. So she was writing music. We actually started the group after we graduated. Okay. I don't even know how we connected back after we graduated, but we both moved back home to San Antonio. And uh, she graduated before me, but we both moved back to San Antonio. We formed, that's, we were just talking one day. Oh, I was recording something for her, actually. I believe she was recording something for her dad. And I was like, hey, why don't we be a group? You know, you sing, I rap. 
Let's do this. Mm. But our personalities really, really mesh. Because back then, I don't, I would get on the stage. I wouldn't talk a lot. She'd be the talker and okay. all that. And then, but we would, we would work well together, rapping. I mean, late nights, two, three o'clock in the morning with the corporate yeah. job, like all of that. Um, we worked, we worked well together because we both knew what we wanted, and we both were rooted in Christ. So that was never an issue. We grew a lot together. It was an amazing journey. It's an amazing journey. Nice. So talk to me about the corporate job and the shift. I mean, a lot of people work corporate while they're pursuing their dreams. Oh, yes, absolutely. Sometimes the corporate takes over the dreams and sometimes the dreams take over take the over the job. So you got, yeah. you got to talk to me because I could like really relate with that. So yeah, in my journey, the dream took over the corporate. But shout out to my corporate company because the whole time I was there, I was still DJing. I was still um, rapping and they supported it. Like if we were like, if we were viewed like we were on a local television show, they would like play it around the campus, which was pretty cool. So I've always like, I have no, like no regrets for being there because they always supported. I've, you know, DJ company events at the location. So that was really cool. They were a very supportive company. But one day, like I worked uh, corporate America for 10 years and the Lord was like, and I, but I complained about it after a while. I mean, it was a good, it was an analyst job. You got out of college, yeah. just what you want. You know, you got a good desk job and you're doing job. what you love. <laughs> That's a good paying job too. Yeah, it was. It was God, to miss it. But the point is, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the funny thing though. I wanted it, but I guess I I always still knew what I wanted in the back of my head. Cause even mm -hmm. the first thing I bought with my money that like my first paycheck was like a whole little studio bundle. Okay. I was like, yeah, I was like, so I definitely still wanted it. So that definitely was still in the back of my head. But I uh, worked corporate America for 10 years and got, and I've complained like the last probably five years I had tried to shift. I ended up moving from San Antonio to DC to shift just to get a different atmosphere. And then Radio One was in DC, and I knew that. After 10 years, God was like, you know, quit your job and move to Atlanta. At first, he's like, move to Atlanta. And I was like, well, I was on the federal side of my job. I was like, well, there's no federal side of this job here. Like I was like, I was like, I can't move to Atlanta, Lord, and keep my job. That's right. that's not gonna work. And so after confirmations and all that, I literally quit my job and I moved to Atlanta. And I was like, okay, cool. Here I'm gonna pursue radio and DJing. I had a company called, I have a company called Eclectic Music Enterprise. I was like, I'm just go with it. I'm gonna register it. I'm gonna go ahead and step out of here on faith. Thank God for family who lived in Atlanta. But it just, uh, I'm big on alignment with God. When things align, then I know that's him. So I asked my cousins, I was like, can I stay with y'all? They were like, yeah, come on. It was like too easy. I was like, okay, Lord, I guess well. I'm <laughs> But I mean, when I tell you God has opened some doors and who knew a pandemic was coming, like I didn't know any of that was going to happen. Right. Uh, but God is amazing. He sustains and God is good. I mean, he really is. No complaints. Absolutely. I mean, it's been, it's, you got to work hard and trust me, it's an adjustment. Like I said, you lose that corporate money and that money that you know that's coming every two right. weeks. You're like, okay. <laughs> what am I going to do to get, you know, get yeah, what am I going to do to get this? <laughs> exactly. Was there any emotions? Kind of like when I left my. Right. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Like, were you like very excited? Were you scared? I mean, some people are so scared to like just leave a job knowing, yo, I'm gonna get two weeks pay. This is guaranteed. I know what's going on every two weeks to I'm gonna start something new and it might not take off till three months later or four or five months or even a year or two years. You know, like what was what was the, your thought process? Oh, I was absolutely. I was like, I think I was going crazy. Like <laughs> it was so funny because my roommate at the time was my best friend. Oh. And I was like, hey, I'm not gonna renew the lease. And she was like, What? And she heard dream, she sings opera. I was like, okay. You saying you want to move to New York? And I moved to Atlanta. So we were like, we cried and prayed and all that together. Funny, the weekend moved. I moved her to New York and I moved to Atlanta. But it, I mean, all types of feelings were going through. I'm like, Lord, 
what am I going to do if I, if I don't make it? Like it's been, trust, trust me, well, since I've been here, it's been many a nights. I'm like, Lord, did I make the right decisions? It's been many of crying nights in the bed. Like, Lord, I just ain't going to make it. It has been many, many, many of those nights. As I say, this journey is not for the weak and the weak at heart and the weak at faith. But one thing I will say is I know people always say it's a cliche, you know, God has never failed me yet. And I don't, I just say God has never failed me because he's not going to fail me. So I just keep out that yet perspective because God is I'm like okay he's not gonna if he told me and if I heard him correctly and these things are lining up I have to know I have to work on my crazy faith and I do have some crazy faith my family was like you literally moved from city to city I said yeah because I know God's got me like trust me it's been some nights where I'm like I'm just gonna pack up and go home it's been some, some like oh the ugly crying nights like and I'm an ugly crier it's been some <laughs> ugly crying nights like I just ain't gonna make it. God has sustained me. Like I said, I just I focus on that not yet part because I know that He's not gonna fail me. But trust me, it's been some some crying and some praying in this house. Sometimes my neighbors probably thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's real, you know. And I don't think it hit me till I got here. Like I really um, just did this. Like I I literally just <laughs> just picked big, up and moved. Big shift, and that's yeah. like you gotta you gotta be courageous to do that. A lot of people are not, so I, I applaud you on that. Definitely. Thank you, guys. This is a struggle out here in these streets, though. But yes. yes. <laughs> Talk to me about your experience at South by Southwest Music Conference. Oh, the man. Conferences out there. Talk to me about yeah, that. Yeah, South by Southwest. I just told somebody, I said, man, since I moved out of Texas, I haven't been to South by Southwest. But South by Southwest was amazing. So the group Free, we performed at South by Southwest, plus I've DJed at South by Southwest. It's an amazing experience. I mean, so many different genres of music, so many people from all over. The energy is just super positive. It's super crazy. The crowds are so receptive because there's a lot of independent artists. I mean, you have your major artists, but the basis of it is like people coming together, independent artists, dope musicians. I mean, dope connections. It was just an amazing experience. Like if you haven't been to South by Southwest, go to South by Southwest. It's a crazy experience. Like every time we go, I met somebody different, experienced something different. It's amazing. Like, and even when you're going to support other people, just you can just pop in different places and support other artists. It's just like a music haven. It's super fun. Yeah, I heard so many. Uh, I mean, I haven't went myself, but I was trying to go during my college time. But yeah, the finances just weren't there. Oh, but... I understand. I understand. <laughs> I get it. I, I definitely understand. No, South by Southwest is is it's been an amazing experience. And you spoke about connecting with people, networking. Talk to me about the importance as a DJ networking with other people. Cause some DJs don't understand that concept. Like you want to get booked. Of course you got to promote yourself, but you got to network too. Like people got to know you and know what you do and know that you're actually good at what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what did I say? Word of mouth is still one of the best forms of advertisement. Networking is essential. It's definitely essential. Like you said, you can, you can promote all day, but if people know you and you just know networking with one person in a room might change your life. You don't know who they're connected to, what type of events they have coming up, what type of organizations they're a part of. So networking with one person can change your life. So networking is essential. Like it's essential to network and to network with other DJs as well, because I don't care if you have the same playlist, you're still not going to play the same, the, play the songs the same way as right. another DJ. So um, one thing I love when I moved to DC was I 
I loved all the camaraderie, like with the DJs. I'm like, yeah, take my gig. I can't do it. I was like, but you don't even know me. I could be horrible. <laughs> right, right. But it was just like, there was like a sisterhood and brotherhood. It was really awesome. And I love that we share music to this day. Shout out to Fleet DJs. Share music, all of that. So all that's essential. You don't know who they know. Um, Like I said, I, you know, my main genre is gospel. So they'll be like, hey, I got a gospel event. I already do gospel events. You want this one? Or hey, I got a gospel event. What's your top 10 songs? And I call somebody be like, hey, I'm doing this club tonight. Y'all know that ain't really my genre. What's your top 10? So it it matters. Like, you know, D, man, networking in general matters. I mean, you knowing that one person in the room, like I said, even you walk in the room and you know that you had that one person, they validate you in the room. Well, God validates you first. But we had that one person that validates you in the room. It changes the whole aura of the room. So it's important, super important. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of sharing stages, I mean, you shared stages with some many great artists. Give me some yes. do's and don'ts, man. As a DJ, like what are some things that DJs should not do while sharing a stage with an artist? First of all, don't play their songs. Don't play that. If like, don't play their songs in your set before they come out. Like, so because you don't know what they're gonna sing. That's a big one. <laughs> that's number one. Like, oh, they playing that song. Oops. That's a big one. So that's that's number one. And then know what artist you're sharing the stage with. If I'm sharing the stage with. Erica Campbell, I'm probably not going to go really heavy CHH bass. I'm going to do like contemporary gospel, like your Kiara right. Shee, your urban gospel, Jordan Armstrong. And if I'm sharing the stage with Bizzle, I'm probably not going to go real contemporary gospel. I'm going to go more <laughs> CHH. So know, know what genre that you're in. And then my biggest thing is know your audience. Audiences are major. Like you can go in with one set in mind. And I've been, I've had, yeah, it's going to be a young audience. The audience is like 50 and up. Like, whoop, we got to change this. Right, they going right. to look at me like this. I don't know them songs. So you got, right. so you've really got to, you can, I mean, preparation is key. But once you get there, you got to be able to adjust and shift as well to know your audience. So yeah, know who you're sharing the stage with, know your audience. And then at some point you'll catch the vibe of the audience. I mean, it's, it's going to happen, but that's, that's two major things. Some do's and some don'ts. Definitely don't play their song. Right, right. <laughs> And that be ever ready. I've had a time where DJ like I was like hit it, and I was like, oh, he was ready already. I was over, here. you know. So I mean, I made the mistake too. Like, oh, let me play your song because I'm good for talking. Like I'm like, oh, I'm over here having a whole conversation with somebody. <laughs> I've made that mistake too. So like, be ever ready. Like if they have a set list, you know, or, you know, be proactive. Already know it. Talk to their manager. All that, all the above, because all that matters. No, absolutely. So much new music out. What's your go-to record right now? What's that one record that captivates you? That yo, this, this is it. Like I'm, th I'm, I'm throwing this on. I'm this crowd. This this record's gonna get the crowd shaking and moving. Ooh, oh wow, that's a good one. What am I throwing? At? It all depends on the audience. If okay. I, it all literally depends on the audience. If I'm going, let's see. If I'm playing like, like, see, last night I did like a. It was like a networking event. But I'm doing like a networking event. Anything 90s is going to set it off because people right. haven't heard. People are like, well, I don't hear that anymore. Right. So like my my latest go-to jam, it's the old school. But if I do like jam, like Teddy's jam, people yeah. go crazy because they haven't heard it in like so long. And you oh. put that with Groove Me and do a whole little 90s set. Oh, they they like, man. I'm like, listen, I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't play a lot of the, when it comes to that genre, I don't play a lot of the new stuff. I mean, I, I nothing wrong with it. It's just, I'm, a, I'm an 80s baby, okay? The 90s kid, so it's in my heart. So, but when it comes to gospel, man, it's so many good songs out right now. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to pinpoint <laughs> just that one go-to. That's, that's a tough one. <laughs> What's going on, DJ family? DJ Reese here. Every Monday at 9 a.m., I'm dropping a new podcast episode 
where I'm highlighting some of the dopest DJs out there that are creating vibes at all the venues that they're DJing at. If you're a new beginner DJ, you need new tips, well, you got to check out WeCreateTheVibes.com. To pinpoint that, go to. Give me like your top, maybe your top three records. My top three you records. like spinning, just period. Doesn't matter the environment, atmosphere, like these records are a go. These records are a go. Okay. Uh, I'm doing Love Like This before the remix. That's a, that's a go. That's, that's, gonna, that's always a go. That's always a go. That's going to get them. That's always going to be a go. Let's see. If I hit, ooh, why am I throwing a, why am I drawing a blank here? This is the craziest thing ever. <laughs> if I throw, if I throw, let's see. If I am doing a gospel event, it totally, totally, totally depends on who's in the audience. But if I'm doing a gospel event, ah, let's say, yee, man, that's still a tough one. A and tough. I don't know why I'm, I don't know why I'm throwing a blank here. No, I feel you because, yeah. I'm, and I play music all the time. Like, why am I, why am I drawing a blank? A good ending song is always, no matter where you are, you could always do before I let go. You know, yeah. Always, yeah. always flip it with the Beyonce version at the end. You know, do a little mix. That's always a, that's a go to. That's a go to ending song wherever you are. It's clean. Nobody's mad about that. Right. Um, man, it's funny that I can't. I can't watch before the end of this interview. I'm gonna pinpoint my la- my top <laughs> one song. Nah, the, hey, throw it out when you do it. It's all good. So, what's your mentality like going into every gig? To read the crowd and for everybody. At the end of the day, I want everybody to have a good time. Like, and that's that's the thing. Like my whole thing is whether it's secular, whether it's gospel, like if it's secular, I just want to, I play all clean music. So I just want people to know that you can play clean music, have a good clean time. And I like people to dance. Like that's my thing. I want you to have a good, whether it's an event, you sitting down, I want you to dance in your seat, whether you, whatever, I want you to have a good time and I want it to be an experience. And that's what I love. And I love mixing old school and new school, no matter the genre. So I want you to have a good time. So my mentality is to go in there, read the crowd and make sure they have a good time, no matter what. Like that's that's the whole mentality the whole time. I'm not a DJ who doesn't take requests because requests help you read the crowd sometimes. Like I play what I want to play. This is not my event. <laughs> right. Like so, I, you know, I want everybody to have a good time, smile because music has a great effect on people. You never know what people have been through during a week, so you want people to have a good time. I've had people come up to me and be like, "Man, I've been, you know, I've, I've been in the hospital. I've uh, whatever. And man, this made me smile today. It made me laugh today. It made me dance today. And I think that's the end. It's not about you at the end of the day. You know, make people happy." Absolutely. Now talk to me about your business, Eclectic Music Enterprise. Yes. Dive a little more deeper in what services are you providing for people and companies out there? Absolutely. So really it's the DJing services. So it's DJing services, radio services, um, all the above. So I do voiceovers, as you said. I do voiceovers. I do commercials. uh, do DJ services, DJ mixes, of course, DJ services as a whole, and anything radio. So I also work with radio promotions too. So all the above, all three of those factors. And during the pandemic started something new. We started doing like studio setups and radio setups. So that's when everybody started doing the, uh, everybody started doing their virtual setups and people didn't yeah. know that. Like, I got this home studio. I don't know how to work it. Or I got this whole podcast, a podcast gear. I don't know how to work it. So, Hey, we'll go to your house. We'll set it all up for you. Except the hardware and the software. So that's something that new started during the pandemic, but Hey, it's been lucrative and great. Uh, very dope. And I love to see that. Now, I don't want to die too personal, but talk to me about this. How are you able to come to terms with some of the things that happen, you know, in your personal life? I've read some things that some things that happened in your childhood. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, because even myself, I had things that happened to me in my childhood that I'm still 
trying to get over and i saw right one oh yeah lecrae and i thought it was dope that you guys were talking about you know therapy i feel like it's very important oh, yeah a lot of people just neglect it or they think oh well i'm gonna just get i'm gonna be okay anyway and it's nah it doesn't happen like that so talk to because a lot of times people don't realize a lot of things that happened in our past or childhood a lot of times hinders us from being like really great like achieving our goals succeeding excelling like a lot of times you know our past traumas can really you know just kill our vibration to succeed just period so, you know how, like what was your process like how did you how were you able to you know basically just come to terms and just really move forward and just excel and push forward in your career therapy um therapy is major um i think people especially in the black community sometimes even more so in the christian community we kind of shun therapy like just go to god get, well god has made people he's put people in your life he's made faith-based therapists <laughs> they went to school just so they could be the person to help you and i think that's so important and i think it's important this is just me personally i think it's important that you go to therapists that looks like you yeah. And it's like, if you're a Christian that you go to faith-based, you know, whatever your you know religion or whatever your affiliation is, but you go with somebody that believes those same things because you can bounce that off of them. I, there are certain things that I probably couldn't talk to a man about. There are certain things I may can talk to a Caucasian about nothing wrong with them. But there's nothing, but it was, I went to a female faith-based therapist that I could just throw everything off of. Right. And it, it was an amazing thing, that, but that just works for me. I'm not saying that works for everybody, but it definitely worked for me. And for me, what I was going through, because I was molested in my childhood, what I was going through was I never told my mom. So I was like, I, was like, I got to tell my mom. But my thing, I was like, she's going to feel guilty. I love me and my mom have a super tight relationship. I was like, I got to tell my dad. Like, this is a lot. Like, this is yeah. a lot. So it was hard, but God was just putting it on my heart to do it. So I had to do it. But therapy changed my life. I went to a point where I was like super depressed, really had a hard time going to work, all of that. Because when you go through trauma, sometimes your brain suppresses what happened. And so you got to relive all of that. You're like, did it happen? I don't know, because your brain has suppressed it. And my therapist explained to me, that's that's how you survive. That's your survival mechanism is that you suppress what happens so you can live. But at some point, you've got you've to gotta come forward to it. And I always say we can't control what happened in our past. We absolutely have no control over that. But we are controlled for taking control of it for the future. Once you become of age, it's important that we go to therapy. It's important that we confront those situations so they don't happen again. We break generational cycles. All of that, I think that's so important. So therapy has been the greatest thing for me. Uh, that's very dope. I mean, yeah. I, I think it was so important to discuss because uh, a lot of people are just hiding or masking what they're going through, and it's really like messing them up as far as it is things in just general. Like you said, like not wanting to get up and go to work. Like I, I know, I know that feeling because it was times where like I can't even get out of bed. Like I'm. It's messed up, like mentally, like. No, I mean, yeah, I remember. I remember vividly. I was watching. Uh, okay, what's the ER movie? I mean, the show that came on. Uh, I can't even think of this song right. Here. Uh, the 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 famous ER show. I can't even think of the show right now. Watching them then. Uh, not sure. uh, but I watched like every day, and it was not even watching. I was just watching. It was just I was just depressed. I was just like, I'm watching this to watch it. I don't even care what's happening. I'm just okay. watching it. I'm not doing work. I'm just watching. It. I was like, okay, I gotta go to a therapist. I was like, okay, it's time. <laughs> like you gotta go see a therapist. But man, and I think it's important too like to share what you've been through you don't know who might be holding on to that and for me like I grew up in church and all that and you kind of you want to be this good church I grew up just like the model church citizen okay. when you're not the model church citizen sometimes you got to get out of that 
and yeah. you can you don't know who else you're helping that might have been through that so i i think it's important and you know do it when you're ready you know people shun people for coming out 20 and 30 years later i had a conversation with my friend about that i said you can't because i'm talking about your brain is trauma you have to be ready to expose that the way people talk about people who've been molested or raped years later but you have to come to terms with that, that it happened yourself so i never talk down on anybody man or woman that that's happened to i, I think it's so important that you come out when the time is right and you never know who you're going to help and especially you're going to help yourself at the end of the day so true very true so you being one of the leading djs in the gospel in industry but also too you you definitely representing for the women out there like you're you killing it like you're you're doing your thing not even just women like you're you're killing it like where, where you don't you don't got to toss it up in men and women but how important is it for you to represent for the women out there and let them know like this is attainable like this is not just for the ain't just for the dudes like this is attainable for everybody it is i mean it definitely is like women are just as skilled as men i know like uh even like when it comes to like producing in the industry i think women are like two percent i may be wrong but it's like a really low percentage of women that are like just represented in the industry and behind the scenes i say or like djing in that technical aspect at all but we are just as dope man we are just yeah. as dope we have the technique we have the style we have it all. Like we are just as dope. And uh, one of the things I really want to do, I want to start like a school or just like uh, an academy that teaches women about radio, about DJing, about it all. Because man, we can do that. But I didn't grow up seeing a lot of that. I didn't grow up seeing a whole lot of female DJs, like in my city, I would say, yeah. or a whole lot of female radio personalities. But man, we are out here. We are just as skilled. And I think it's important that when we go out, we represent. And all the ladies I see, they represent. Cool thing I like about Atlanta, it's a lot of female DJs here. And I love seeing it. And they always represent. They always have the crowd moving. I'm like, yes, what we do. So, man, we out here and we are representing and we are representing well. Absolutely. And I, I love to see it. I really do. Because people got to understand, like, yo, it's just like sports. Like, there's, it's not, yo, only a guy. Everybody right. partake. Like, this is not. Right. It's exactly. Yeah, so like, no, we out we out here that. repping. I'm trying to tell you, we out here repping, and I'm like, out here killing it. Some DJs are out here killing it, and I'm really? loving it. Like I'm loving every bit of. It. It's not a lot of female DJs in the gospel arena, um, but I know it's gonna be more. So they gonna come out somewhere. Absolutely. But uh, but hey, but we we out here representing, and I, I love it. And yeah. I love the males, that are, the men that are receptive to it. I love it. Yes, and definitely open up that school too. I think. Yes, I am. I'm at, I am. <laughs> I'm on, I'm very am. important. Very I important. I think it is. I really think it is. I wish I grew up seeing something like it. And so, yeah, I definitely want to do that. It's definitely a goal of mine. Oh, definitely. Are you ready to play a game this or that? Ooh, all right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's get to it. All right. This or that. Basically, you have options right here. It's either okay. this or it's either that. All right. Live in Washington, D.C. or Atlanta? Atlanta. Atlanta, okay. DJ or being an MC? Ooh, that's a tough one. Ah, now MC, you mean like MC as in hosting or MC as in rapping? MC as in rapping. And I know you had bars. Oh, <laughs> I lost you. Oh. That was all good. MC. Oh, I lost you. Say that one more time. MC as in rapping. I, I know you had bars, so. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to say DJ because I haven't rapped, man. I've rapped a little bit now. You don't rap like I used to, so I'm gonna have to get DJ on top of that. <laughs> I'll fill you on that. Had the number one radio show or the number one podcast? Radio show. I love music too much. Okay. DJ for Tamar Braxton or DJ for Erica Campbell? Ooh, Erica Campbell. I look up to E. 
Okay. Even though she just played JK. It's all good. I, it's a <laughs> I'm a Delta, so it's a joke. <laughs> Sorority Wars. <laughs> Gospel R&B or 90s R&B? Oh, man. That's a talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. Lord, don't show me. I'm going to go 90s R&B. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's so funny? I actually thought you were going to go 90s R&B too. I, mean, <laughs> I love me some 90s R&B. I can tell you got, I mean, you just got the vibe, like the aura and everything. So I, I, I see it in you. So we're going to talk to Jesus oh. after this. You're going to get me in trouble with the Lord. And I'll... All right. That was this or that. I mean, very simple, easy game right there. For sure. For sure. All right. So talk to me. Like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? You know, what, what do you see yourself have going on what empire are you building in the next five years man i'm trying to be like the queen latif of gospel in the next five ten mm-hmm. years like i'm trying to take over radio and djing no really i mean i really i see me touring man i mean that's that's me literally the goal because i love radio i love dj and i love all aspects of music so um I really see, I definitely see myself continuing to be in radio, uh, definitely as a personality, program director, producer, in all facets of radio, I definitely see that. And I see touring, I see being like the gospel female DJ mogul. That's what I see. I see all aspects. I see the school, you know, at, under the umbrella. I see the DJ and the rapping. I mean, all that under the umbrella, like this, the whole facet of music, just let's do it all. Like, I don't know how I'm gonna accomplish it all, but my crazy faith, I'm sure gonna try. <laughs> well, you will just yo put it out there for sure, have some faith or trust. Absolutely, absolutely. Hard, so. absolutely. Yeah. I just want these, I just want that to be an alternative of what you see because, like I said, you don't see a whole lot of gospel DJs. Well, a lot of time, I mean, a lot in general, females, what you see, of course, is the narrative that the media pushes a lot. So, right. I want to know that you can be cool, you can be a Christian, you can have fun, you can do all right. that and live a righteous life. So, at the end of the day, that's what I want. Oh, absolutely. So how can people find you, get in contact with you? But most importantly, how can people book you? For sure, for sure. So I'm DJ Miss Eclectic across the board. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm not on Twitter a lot. Uh, I'm a newly found TikToker. I'm, you know, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you want to book me, uh, you can book me at DJ Miss Eclectic at gmail.com. So everything is DJ Miss Eclectic. Definitely hit me up at DJ Miss Eclectic for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, y- y'all got the links. Another episode of We Create the Vibes podcast with a special, special big guest, Texas native right here. One of the dopest DJs out here right now. DJ Miss Eclectic. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you tap in. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.